Hello, and welcome to the Bethesda Podcast feed. It's here you can find all of our recorded services. And for more information, you can visit us at gobethesda.com. We hope you enjoy. 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though its waters roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. That means think on this. Ponder this. Yeah. Trouble. Today I'd like to preach a message just simply entitled. Trouble. Trouble. Let's say a prayer. Father, thank you for your word. I pray, God, that you would anoint me to speak beyond, Lord, my ability to speak, beyond my ability to understand per se, God. But you would help me to have the words from heaven that penetrate the heart, God, and by which faith comes, Lord. I pray that you would help me to speak. Help us to hear. You said, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. I pray, God, our ears would be listening ears. Father, we could hear the word We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The Greek and Hebrew words for trouble are in line with our English meaning. Here are some words to describe what trouble is. Disturb, fret, annoy, perplex, confuse, Agitate, vex, afflict, pressure, to stir up, figuratively, to skin or flay. I think we get the picture. Trouble is the opposite of order, peace, contentment, calm, rest, comfort, tranquility, blessing, I think we could all agree in this room today that in the strict sense of the word, trouble can be a very bad thing, a very frustrating thing. Trouble is a lot of trouble. And in our reading, trouble is what the enemy uses to dislodge the word that's been sown into the heart of people. In other words... If the devil can hit you with enough trouble, you'll cough up the word of God that's been deposited into your heart. The devil's trying to get you to think the way you used to think. Your mind has started to become renewed. But the devil's trying to get you to undo the renew. And get you to think the way you used to think. And to believe the way you used to believe. The enemy ignores you until you start going to church. Until you get in that Bible study. Until you start believing you are who he says you are. God is that is. And you start believing that you can do what God says you can do. That's when the devil shows up in the form of trouble 
And he comes to steal the word that's been sown in your heart and to steal the faith that's been deposited there because you heard the word. Trouble is the primary means of the devil getting the word out of you. Everybody say amen. Everybody say trouble. Oh, and I've got an illustration for you. I'm full of illustrations today. It's like football, right? Mm. Look at this deflated football right here that was in my office. This football right here. Trouble is like, and how about those Tigers, right? My, my, my. Sorry, Mississippi fans, but wow, was that special or what? Thank you, Jesus. I had a moment right there. Sorry. Uh, when a receiver catches the ball, you know, you've seen those, those plays. He, ooh, he makes that catch, and then here comes that defensive player. And what's he trying to do? Trying to be trouble to that catch, right? He's trying to be trouble to that receiver. He's trying to punch that ball out. He's cut, when that running back's running Mr. Ray, he's like, and, and you see them, they're covering it like this, but those defensive guys are like, yeah, and they're trying to rip that football out. That's what the devil's trying to do to you and to the word that you've received. I got some videos. Watch this. Third and a long yard, and they're going to throw. Stafford complete. Calvin Johnson to the end zone, fumbles it, and it goes out of bounds. It'll be a touchback if he didn't what? break the play. And it's ruled a touchback. Look at that. Watch, watch. Now a conversation. Oh, 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 oh. The Panthers oh, have got a third more. and ten. Here comes pressure, and they've gotten to him. The ball is out in the end zone, and it's recovered oh, by Malik Jackson for the touchdown. Who rips that ball. It was Vaughn Miller with the strip sack, and Jackson oh. with the recovery. Nobody opened down the field fast enough in Vaughn Miller. I could go on and on. I got a bunch of those videos. Facebook's going to give me a hard time for that. But, you know, it's just worth seeing that. That's just amazing to me. I, I felt like saying, you know, let's all stand, every head bowed, every eye closed, because that's like I could close with that right there. But, but the football, man, it's like the, the devil's trying to, to – listen, that stuff is intentional. It's, it's strategic. It's practiced. It's coached. They're like, you go for that ball. You, you see them, they're running. They're trying to get, they're trying to rip it out. That's, those guys are covered like they're terrified. Like, ah, here comes Von Miller. Like, he's like punching that ball. Trying. You know what I'm talking about, Eli. He's trying to get that ball out. That's coached. It's strategic. It's intentional. It's on purpose. That running back, that receiver, whoever's got the ball, they're only incurring the wrath of the defense because they have the ball. Listen, life is, is full of trouble. Job said that. Every day's got trouble. Jesus said every day's got trouble. Everyday conflict. It's because we live in a prodigal world, a broken, a fallen world. But, it, but you never really get the wrath of hell until you get the word in your heart. And it's not like the devil waits for it to get deeply planted and you start maturing and all that kind of As soon as it's sown, immediately... Immediately, the enemy puts a target on you and comes after you because of that word. Immediately, as soon as it's sown, he's coming after you. Katie bar the door, pulling out all the stops. Trouble's like every day. But then you get the word, new level of trouble. There's an intensity to it all. It's intentional, strategic. 
hell is trying to get you to cough up the word and go on, uh, and go on living your life without the word. As if the word is not true. That should tell us something, right? Here's what it tells me. You having the word is trouble for the devil. <laughs> Seems like I saw a story in the Bible about that, Sims. You know, Jesus was tempted of the devil, and he said every time, uh, no, sir, it is written. It is written. It is written. Before you had the word, you were no trouble for the devil, but then you got the word, and you were big trouble for the devil. And as soon as you got the word, he zeroed in on you. And, and you, and listen, and you persevered, you pushed on through that. And the next thing you know, you not only had heard the word, you found yourself in the water grave of baptism, being baptized in the name of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And heaven was like, yes, and rejoice. But the devil said, oh, we got to stop them before they move any further. And the next thing you knew, you were speaking in tongues under the power of the Holy Ghost. You persevered, and heaven rejoiced. And the devil said, oh, my God, we've got a problem. we got to come after them now. And the next thing you knew, you were reading your Bible, and your mind was getting renewed, and you were changing the way you thought, and you acted, and you behaved, and you lived. Everything was changed changing and the devil is like I've got to stop them why because you are a threat to hell you're a threat to the devil big trouble and when I say trouble you saw it in Matthew persecution criticism who do you think you are believing that what do you know about truth there's a big phrase that's been around in all kind of protests, and I, I love this phrase, but the phrase is speak truth to power. Speak truth to power. Protesting government, protesting, so I get it, speak truth to power. But let me tell you what truth is. Truth is not your truth. Truth is God's truth. So you're trying to speak your truth to power. That's just a political agenda. you got to speak the truth. Did you see that song? That power that's on my wind? Hear the power that's on my lips? I'm speaking the truth. It is written, thus saith the Lord. It is written, thus saith the Lord. I'm above only and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. My family is generationally blessed. The curse is broken. I'm not connected to that. I no longer belong to this world. I'm of the kingdom now. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. 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 But here comes the criticism. Here comes the persecution and the pressure to get you to cave, to cough up the word to fumble the faith, to give up on God, to walk out on church and to quit worshiping and praising the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But if you really want to give the devil, the devil, and if you really want to give hell a dose of its own medicine, here's what you do. 
you continue in the word. Jesus said to those disciples who believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. It's not enough to believe initially. You've got to continue in the word. That's where breakthrough comes from, y'all. It comes from continuing step after step, faith to faith, glory to glory, a, a relationship with God, walking in truth, walking in the word. If you abide in me, that means if you set up residence in me, if you continue in my word and my word abides in you, you'll know the truth. You'll understand. You'll ask what you will and it shall be done. There's so much power in continuing in the word. So here's what we do. We lean into God when trouble comes. We stay in church when trouble comes. We bless the Lord at all times, even in the midst of trouble. You talk about speaking truth to power. Yeah, we do that. Hear us, oh, spirits of darkness, that you can understand where we're coming from. We're the people of God called by his name. In Jesus' name. Martin Luther lived... Uh, a life and, and was known as the father of the, the Reformation. Uh, the, the Reformation back in the 1500s. On October 31st, 1517, he nailed his 95 thesis to the door of the Castle Church in Wittenberg, Germany. So this Halloween, I'm dressing up as Martin Luther. No, I'm just kidding. That's, that was such a nerdy thing to do. It's like what they do at theology schools and whatnot. You know, like, oh, he's Martin Luther. You know, I'm going to shave the top of my head and put to the side, you know, be that friar thing. Uh, but, uh, okay, that's not in my notes. I better. <clears throat> so in those 95 theses, he explained why he could no longer tolerate the Roman Catholic Church. And with that act of defiance, Luther ignited a firestorm that became the Reformation. He was branded as an enemy of the church by the Vatican and an enemy of the state by the king. And from that moment forward, his life was always in jeopardy. He lived with death threats every day of his life for the rest of his life. At one point, his friends kidnapped him and held him in the castle of Wartburg for his own safety. It was a fake kidnapping. We don't know where he is. But Luther was not deterred. Listen to this. It was said of him, that he said this. Listen to this quote. When in great distress, Luther would say, let's sing the 46th Psalm and then let the devil do his worst. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Luther was saying to the devil, before you hit me with your best shot, you need to know that I know I'm not alone. God's presence is with me in my trouble and I am not afraid. 
I am not functioning in fear and cowardice and making my life's decision based on what is comfortable for my flesh, but I am basing my life on the word of God. His word is true, and I will not fear. Oh, my goodness, I'm excited. I'm spitting everywhere. I'm shouting. I'm telling you, God's put me on an assignment here. Some of you are facing trouble, and you're like, where'd this come from? It came the moment you started latching on to the word of God. That's where that trouble came from. So be it. Give it your best shot, devil. I'm not caving. I'm not backing down. God is with me. I am in his presence even now. Give him some praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Somebody needs to make that declaration. Before, like you walked in this building today, and there's a little bit of reprieve. But you know when you walk out of those doors, trouble's waiting on you. You just need to go ahead and declare it, devil. You need to know. Before you hit me with your best shot, when I walk out of these doors... You need to understand, God is my refuge and my strength. His presence. He said he'd never leave me. He'd never forsake me. His presence is with me, even here in this trouble. And I'm not afraid. I will not fear. I will not cower back. That first church was marked with one word, boldness. They were just bold, man. Why? They understood trouble's going to come, trouble's going to go. The devil's got a, 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 a target on us, and that's all right. They hated Jesus. They're going to hate me. I think one of the things is we're people pleasers. We want everybody to like us. I really like it when people like me. I just got to be honest with you. My mama likes me. You know, She told me I was the best thing since sliced bread. And I think everybody ought to like me. I just think that's the best thing, right? You like me. I like you. We all get along. But that ain't the way it works when you get in the kingdom of God. Jesus said they hated me. We're like, Jesus, I want to be like Jesus. Man, he was such a social reformer. He was so awesome. And they nailed him to a cross. You think you're going to be any different? <laughs> well, don't shout me down because I'm preaching so good. When I was a kid, I went to Acapulco, Mexico. Yes, I did. Went there, ate at a restaurant, watched the cliff divers. I thought, man, that would be cool, right? Dive off this cliff. That's amazing. Sat at a table that Elvis Presley sat in in the movie Fun in Acapulco. I remember this, man. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was beautiful. We went swimming out in the Pacific. Uh, Mom and Dad, man, we just, we just had this, this hee-haw time. And it was fun in Acapulco, right? We had fun in Acapulco. Here's one thing we did that wasn't so fun is we went to a bullfight, a real bullfight. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. Like, I went to what I thought were bullfights in the United States and it's what we call rodeo. And the guy rode a bull and spurred him. And, and, and it was a bucking contest, right? But no, no, no. Acapulco, bullfight, different thing altogether. And, and so I, I, it, was, it blew me away. I got another illustration for you. You've got, you, you know, you've got 
you've got the matador and you've got a crew that's working and he's uh, dancing around with the bull and he puts those, those, those sticks that have barbs on them into the shoulder uh, on the, of, the, of the bull. Looks like it's in his spine, but he's trying to catch the, the shoulder. He's irritating the bull, and they're investigating what's, his, what's the side that he favors, and they're weakening him, and they're deceiving him, and he comes in. And, and that, that's, that, those things are the bendel. I can't say this. Y'all going to have to help me out here. Oh, you're filming. Oh, that's dangerous. But it's, it's, it's the, uh, the, the, the banderiellos, banderiellos, right? And it's, it's those sticks that have barbs in them, playing that bull like a violin. And then the maletto, which is the stick that has the red cape, the famous red cape from bullfights. And, and in, in that stick or behind that stick, there's also a sword. And that bull thinks that the red cape is his enemy, William. And that bull's charging that red cape. She's mad. You know, it's like a cat with a little laser light, you know. The bull just gets so mad at the cape. And, and I was reading about this. It's not that it's red. We think it's red. They hate red. They really don't see in color. So that's really not the deal. But he shakes that thing like that and, 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 the, and, and does the, the dance, you know. Right? And, uh, and the bull charges. But what ends up happening is he starts sticking those swords into the back. And finally he has one that he's going to kill that bull with that final. And I, I remember going to that bullfight. My dad was so mad, I'm telling you. He, he was like, why didn't they give me my Coke bottle? I know why they didn't give me my Coke bottle now. I'd be throwing it down there. He's, my dad was so, my, my dad loved to eat bulls, right? My dad loved to eat animals, tried to kill them all the time by going hunting. But this sport, this blood sport angered my dad because it seemed so unfair. And I was thinking to myself, if that bull, who's so much bigger than that dude, could ever realize that cape's not his problem, it's that matador that's messing with his mind. He could take that matador if he would only decide... I've been pastoring for over 20 years, been in ministry for over 30 years, and it's been my my experience that many Christians are chasing red capes and, and fighting trouble, not understanding the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. It's a spiritual fight. It brings trouble into our lives. The troublemaker, my brothers and sisters, is the devil and demonic spirits that come against us. And we've got to understand, we stand in Christ. We stand from a place of victory over the troublemaker. And let's sing the 46th Psalm and let the devil do whatever he wants to do. God is my rest. Refuge. God is my strength and a very present help. Give him some praise right now. Hallelujah. Stand with me. Stand with me. My assignment today is to remind you 
to, to help you get this, and you've got to get this. God has not abandoned you. He's not forsaken you. He said it, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. The presence of God is with you. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. He doesn't just look at you and say, I'm with you. Oh, until the trouble comes. Oh, i got to get out of here. I'll be right back. And he leaves you to deal with the trouble. No, he's a very present help in the time of trouble. And he's not only present with you, he's there to help you. A very present help in the time of trouble. When we don't know how to pray as we ought, the Spirit makes intercession with groanings for us that cannot be uttered. The Spirit prays with our spirit. The Lord is here to help us be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. He's not left me. He's not left me defenseless. He's with me. We have weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're spiritual. God is here with you, with me, to help in the time of trouble. Old Nebuchadnezzar, I'm going to close with this, and this is a little lanyard, but old Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he said, don't, uh, if you don't bow the knee, I'm going to throw you into this fiery furnace. And you know that story, the three Hebrew children, they're like, not going to do it. Going to do the word. Trouble came, right? There, there was a trouble test. You're going to have a trouble test in your faith walk. Somebody's going to challenge your faith. That's what happened to them. Oh, there's only one God, true and living God. We're not bowing the knee to this idol. If you don't, we're going to throw you in a fiery furnace. Trouble. They said, well, here's the way we see it. God is able to deliver us. And if we go in there, he'll deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow the knee. Bring your best shot. But God is our refuge. God is our strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. That, oh my goodness, I feel the presence of God. Some of you, can I just give you a word? I just feel a prophetic word. The, the devil's trying to get you to quit. He's challenged you in a way that is specific to you. It's a tailor-made challenge for you. Where you are tempted more than anybody else would be to quit because of the trouble that's come your way. But you need to hear this, Pastor. Like the children of Israel, God's able to deliver me, yes. And He will deliver me. Yes, he will. Strong language in the Hebrew there. But if he don't, if he does not, I am still going to believe. I will wake up on the other side of this fiery furnace in the presence of God as a believer in his word. And that's what you've got to decide today. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord when it's
it's convenient and when it hurts I'm here I'm talking about trouble today y'all there's some trouble they're singing about this mountain moving this is a little land yeah I've just got it the psalmist says this he says though the earth shakes and the mountains move so when he shakes the earth when the trouble shakes the earth earthquake when it reshapes the landscape nothing will ever look the same again and and when it causes destructive tidal waves and, and what was looking like a docile mountain was really an active volcano it starts melting and sliding into the sea He's saying, here's this, I'm not going to be afraid. I will not fear. And God has a way. God doesn't waste trouble. God has a way of, you know, the mountains moving. You've been speaking to a mountain, be moved, and it's just standing there mocking you. God can repurpose what the devil meant for harm and make it for your good and move the mountain that wouldn't move any other way than you facing down the trouble and saying I still believe Lord I still believe and you ask Job is God not able to give you double for your trouble I want to tell you yes he can he can move the mountains he can restore twice as much as you had going into the trouble that what you lost because of it Give God some praise for that right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. And for more information, you can visit us at GoBethesda.com. You can also visit us in person at 15050 Daigle Road, Prairieville, Louisiana. Services are at 10 a.m. Sunday and 7 p.m. on Wednesday.